Hey, this is Jilly Woodhouse on the Osteo Business Podcast, talking all things osteo business. Here's Jilly Woodhouse, an author, speaker, award-winning business coach, and passionate advocate of osteopathy. So let's talk today about key man down, how to protect your business. Um, you've probably heard of key man insurance, which is to cover usually self-employed people for those periods where perhaps they're off sick and they need some sort of insurance to cover the income that maybe they're not making because they can't work because they're sick. So I thought we'd call this key man down. (laughs) Um, So uh, it's something that um, is very uppermost in my mind at the moment because it just happened to me. Um, So I just thought I would rewind a little bit and give you um, a little bit of my health history without boring you, um, hopefully. Um, But just to say that um, I'm a farmer's daughter. I come from a Shropshire farm, dairy and arable. um, And my family worked 365, you know, that there was no such thing as a day off. The cows needed milking, the crops needed bringing in, um, everything, you know, the chickens needed feeding, the eggs needed collecting, blah, blah, blah. Constantly, um, big farmhouse that needed cleaning. That was where I came in. Um, and, um, yeah, there were six of us all together and it was busy and, um, relentless. And so, I was very much brought up in that environment that you work hard um, and you don't take time off, you know, else you're lazy. Um, And certainly going to school, uh, well, you went to school. And if you didn't go to school, it was because you were dead. (laughs) That was pretty much it. So even though you were feeling half dead, um, you still had to go. You still had to crawl up the quarter of a mile farm lane to the top road and wait in the freezing cold snow, ice, hail, storms, whatever, to get the school bus to go to school. Um, So it was quite, let's say, tough (laughs) bringing. (laughs) Um, But I suppose that made me quite resilient, quite tough, and certainly with a really hardworking ethic in me, and yeah, I can't sort of help that. It is it's bred into me, I think. So um, I basically, I'm never ill, pretty much. I've had a couple of occasions of a bit of flu over the years. Had a bizarre uh, seven-year-old experience where I had measles and German measles, hallucinated like crazy, like I was on something. Um, weird creatures lived in the back of the uh a chest of drawers in the bedroom and and little gonks through pins and oranges at me while I lay in bed it was very bizarre. Anyway, ended up in hospital, which was horrible because I was by myself at seven years old in this isolation room um, and got massively told off in the middle of the night for coming out looking for a toilet, what really told off. So that was a very unpleasant experience. But I, other than that, don't remember much about it other than uh, it was a bit scary by myself. So um, as I say, you know, I've just kind of sailed blithely through life very nicely. And then I got COVID. 
Well, I had COVID twice this year, January and July. And um, whilst the team were worrying about me and, you know, giving me warnings and telling me to rest and all the rest of it, I was kind of like, eh, I'm all right. <laughs> Keep going. This isn't bothering me. Um, had a few kind of natural remedies around me to help. And they did. Um, and I pretty much kept going fine. Second time, maybe I stopped work about four a uh, couple of times and just um, sat down, you know, which was unusual. Like, oh, I definitely felt lazy those days. Uh, so, um, you know, that's how it's always been for me. I've always um, I've always done very well. You know, I've, I've, I was never one of those to take any time off work. I was always in. I was always hardworking, etc. Um and you're probably a very similar type, I'm sure. Um, however, you know, COVID is around again. I know some of the hospitals around and about are um, upping their code red or whatever, their levels of um, threat of the virus within the hospital or, or the demand on the staff and the beds, etc. It's all been a bit quiet on the news. I was like, there's nothing out there. You know, I, was, I wasn't hearing anything. So I thought not a lot going on. Turns out there has been quite a lot going on. But the news has been busy with a different crisis this time. So they've been banging on about that. But anyway, so the point being to my question here is, what would have happened if you'd become ill yesterday. And we always put that in the past tense so that it doesn't happen tomorrow. So what would have happened if you'd have become ill yesterday? Um, you know, whatever size practice you run, um, give this some thought. I mean, there's a lot of recession fatigue at the moment. There's a lot of people feeling a bit jaded, exhausted, um, a bit worn out with um, a long period of time working really hard with people who are perhaps low energy after all that we've been through in the last two to three years. So there are quite a lot of people feeling a little bit ugh, meh. <laughs> so maybe you're already feeling a bit on the jaded side. So if you had become ill yesterday, maybe you haven't got much more gas in the tank. That's sort of what ha ended up happening to me. I just didn't have any spare capacity to deal with this when it um, actually took the legs out from under me. And I'm approximately week five or six now. So I had over three weeks of being complete basket case, like if I had a bath, I had to sleep for four hours to get over it. Um, I had pressure in my brain like I've never had in my life. My every hair follicle on my head was screaming um, like mini daggers. And the only respite I could get from that was to actually pull my hair quite hard to, to, to take that horrible feeling away. Um I was exhausted. I couldn't function. I kept hearing my phones dinging, pinging, ringing with messages and emails and stuff coming in and out all the time that happens normally. And I'm kind of, you know, I tackle everything um, easily and happily. But it was like torture. Every time I had the phone ding, I was like, no, I'd end up putting both my work and my personal phone on 
silent to stop the dinging and pinging and ringing because it was doing my head in. Um, so for a few days and through my completely own fault, um, I was not coping well with stuff. I was not handling things within the business. The team were there and I'd sort of mm, vaguely mentioned, oh, well, you know, wasn't feeling great, but I'd be all right in a day or two because that's how I roll. Um, and so they were just carrying on in the background and not appreciating just how poorly I actually was. And I probably didn't appreciate that either. Um, and it got to a point where suddenly I wasn't coping and people were sending emails saying, I emailed you three days ago, what's going on? And I was like, oh my God, you know, I can't even reply. I can't even focus my eyes on this, but I can see um, someone's complaining, you know, and that's not how I operate. That's not how I run my business, never has been. Um, and would I would never normally, obviously, same for you. Um, you deal with stuff as it comes in, you handle matters, etc. So I had to suddenly reach out to my team and go, I am not managing this at all. And so Lisa jumped into my emails and started fending those off and telling people I wasn't well and um, handling things herself or getting people into my diary or doing whatever needed to be done. Um, I'd already cancelled a few people who wanted to talk to me about working together and pushed them back a week. And then in the end, that wasn't enough. I still wasn't. Well, I kept thinking I'll be all right. I'll be in a couple of days, I'll be back, bounce back. I always do. But no. Um, and it, this was a shock to me. <laughs> uh, maybe it would be to you as well, you know, that... Um, you just don't have the bandwidth, the energy or the focus or anything to actually handle any normal communications that would usually come um, to you during the day. So um, we have started to create a handbook within the business. We've been giving it a good old overhaul um, during this year and um, making the whole business run more um, optimally, saving us all time. We've got better systems in place. We have completely overhauled the mastermind curriculum and massively improved that, um, which is nearly finished now. Um, and we have the most amazing handbook that Lisa created, which is an online digital handbook, which can just be completed with, um, it's already like sectioned out to all the aspects of the practice that you might need, like um, how to open up in the morning, how you like the phone answered, how you like patients dealt with, um, which bus stops outside, where do you park, um, what are your protocols for this or that or the other, complaints, etc. What happened, you know, what is um, the procedure? So everything, everything is in that handbook. Um, and that is a lifesaver for if you know you had gone down uh, yesterday, then the handbook would take over and everyone would know what to do. Um, and we have been um, working on this, but it's not finished. And so and also, I, as I said, I didn't trigger things quickly enough. So um, that was a massive lesson for me and the team to just go, whoa, you know, we can't have that happen ever again. So um, 
in the interim, if you don't have a digital handbook within your clinic, whatever size that is, as I say, I think it's a really good idea to create a document, preferably an online document, but it could be something you print off. But something that uh, you have with all the important information on if suddenly you couldn't turn up to clinic. Um, So how do people get in? If you've got a team, if you've got an associate or whatever, how do they get in? What happens for opening up? Do they know? Is there a code? Is there a, you know, does somebody else have a key? All those things, um, you know, I would urge you to um, take these pointers that I'm going to give you and just note those down and then think them through and and think, right, what would happen if I wasn't available as from yesterday? Um, What would I need to spring into place so that things could continue? So um, again, things like accounts and payments that need to go out. Um, uh, Whilst I was off sick, it was payday for the staff. So again, at a certain point, like after a couple of good cups of lemon and ginger tea. I had to haul myself out from under the duvet, um, get onto the laptop and pay my team because they need their money for the month, obviously. Um, But it was a big effort to do that. But um, there wasn't anyone else who could do that. Um, So, you know, that's that's not great that there wasn't anyone else who could manage that for me, pro tem. Then there was all the emails that were flying in as usual. That's always a busy. My my inbox is always very busy. So um, could there be some kind of login that you could hand over to somebody you trust, um, maybe with a view to resetting that password afterwards to keep it secure, but so that in the interim, someone could be managing any emails that come in, could be from patients wanting to to talk to you or change an appointment or whatever that has come in. Obviously, it needs to be dealt with. Um, And then appointments, of course, if you can't work, then those appointments need to be rescheduled or slotted into associates diaries or or cancelled for the time being until you know that you're on the way back up again. Um, And on that note, that's taken me a lot longer than I ever imagined. Um, As I've said, I've never been so ill in my life and I've never experienced that lack of energy um, and the inability to kind of function um, and only being able to use um, short bursts of energy before needing to kind of stop and regroup and eat something and sit down for a bit. It's most bizarre for me, very unusual place for me to be. And like I say, difficult to handle. Um, Could you set up a wait list on your booking system, for instance, so people could at least put themselves on there or your receptionist could put them on there so that they could be seen again once you're back uh, in the order in which they have added themselves to the list. Um, if you're a particularly small clinic or one man band or whatever, who could you collaborate? Are there local colleagues you could collaborate with where you could have some kind of document for each of you that so that 
one of your local colleagues could cover, could handle these things for you um, in the short term if something happened. Um, you know, could you guys meet together um, and create together um, a key man down document for each one of you? Because obviously the information will be different for every practice. Um, and what are the critical pieces of information that your colleague or your practice manager or your receptionist or your associate needs in order to manage any possible disruption without having to keep coming back to you, ring you up, ask you questions when you're just not in a place where you can think these things through. It's really all about taking the hassle out of um, that moment where you are too ill to manage on, on manage any of it or focus on any of it. So as we head into the winter season and with this rather nasty COVID variant spreading, um, I just had a coffee with a girlfriend on Sunday who's always super cautious, very careful, um, you know, doesn't go very many places. We literally went into our favourite cafe, had a coffee. Two days later, she's like, oh, my God. I've just tested positive for COVID. I haven't tested myself yet, as I'm rather hoping that I haven't managed to catch it for a second time. But um, I and I won't be um, going out until I've done that, obviously. Um, and so is is it time to ensure that um, if we should be affected by illness of any kind, you know, whether something sudden or something that's snuck up on us, then um, that we're fully prepared and ready to protect the running of our businesses. Uh, because, of course, that's likely to affect income. Um, perhaps people are going to go elsewhere because they couldn't get in with you. So potentially losing patients or clients, etc. So um, this is a really critical moment for the business. And, you know, if something happens, you don't know how long uh, you're going to be out of action for. So this is really just a, a little friendly nudge to say, this is what I've learned in the past um, about six weeks or so. This is what I've learned um, this is these are the gaps that I'm going to plug within my own business. So um, if if myself or, or any key members of my team should go down, we we know how to uh, keep the balls in the air, the plates spinning, et cetera, et cetera, so that, um, you know, we don't upset anyone or um, let anyone down because uh, someone's suddenly not at work through illness or whatever. So, yeah, ultimately, let's make sure that we finish 2022 strongly and securely. Take good care of yourself. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Osteo Business Podcast. Remember to like, follow and subscribe on all Jilly's channels, which can be found in the show notes. Jilly's back soon with more tips, ideas and strategies to build your thriving practice.